Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's 910 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. Your host, Will Marotti. And at the Master Control Board today, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the legendary Joey Burgoyne filling in for the vacationing Matt Sorois. So, Joey, good to have you aboard. Always great to work with you. Uh, I've, I've worked with you. Well, I guess, no, I would. I, no, that's not true because Steve and Janine, I was going to, you were there when I started uh, in, with John Rowland back almost 12 years ago. So it's, I've known you for a long time and always enjoyed working with you and enjoyed watching your beard get shaved off. And yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever we've done over the years. Um, hey, it's 9-11, so let's take a moment. And it creeped up on us quickly. Let's take a moment, gather our thoughts together and pray, shall we, as we do our, our call out for help to God. 911. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, thank you for another day of life. Thank you for another day to enjoy your beautiful creation. Thank you for uh, the ability to joy, enjoy our friends and family members and, and someone that loves us and we can love back as well. And we're just so grateful, God. So many good things you've given us jobs and the ability to earn income and have homes and cars and toys and food and just uh we're grateful for that we're grateful for health many times we pass by it um, until we don't have it anymore good health but we're grateful for our good health lord thank you for um the freedom we still have in this country that we can come on and program like this we can share ideas and thoughts without fear of uh, persecution or arrest uh, we pray that that would continue we pray for, and thank you for all the people who serve and, and uh, to protect and defend us and our armed forces, police, fire, EMT folks. Just uh, thank you, God. Thank you for all of our folks who serve in the government. And we pray that you'd give them wisdom today, God, to make decisions that are good for the residents, uh, good for the taxpayers of our country, of our, of our states, of our towns, and uh, help them. Help them today, Lord. And we pray for the uh, congresswoman's family in Indiana who was killed yesterday, and we ask you uh, bless them with comfort. And uh, we thank you, and we praise you in all things. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I get an amen out there? It's already coming in. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Yikes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so yesterday, uh, tragically, 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 yesterday we had an accident in, uh, in Indiana, uh, Elkhart County, Indiana, and uh, 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 four people were killed, uh, one of whom was the uh, congresswoman, uh, uh, Representative Jackie Walorski, uh, and two of her aides, and a fourth person was killed as well, were killed in a car crash Wednesday. So Republican U.S. Representative Jackie Walorski uh, was killed. And, and I, I, had, I got a text. In fact, I got a text from somebody in Indiana about it before it hit the news. And, um, you know, just tragic, tragic. She was a good one, good Republican, uh, faithful, been in Congress since 2012, I guess, and uh, it's just it's just too bad. I mean, it's too bad anyone gets killed, but but you know you you, you hate when you really lose the good ones, and uh, and that was the case here. So uh, pretty pretty horrible. Praying for her family. Um, yesterday we we really got a lot of calls on the uh, on the, on the autism thing, and I, and I haven't had this happen before, but it is interesting. So yesterday I, I shared the story that was shared with me that. Um, First, I gave you the statistics about the rising occurrences of autism uh, in children over the last 20 years, uh, specifically, very, very specifically, the last 10 years. It's a big jump. And then I told you about the fact that there was a, a study published from Johns Hopkins University, the Bloomberg School of Public Health, said that uh, exposure uh, to uh, children in the womb, exposure to Tylenol, give, uh, according to this, roughly a three times greater likelihood to be diagnosed with ADHD or being on the autism spectrum. Um, and that's based on blood samples in, in uh, blood cords, uh, uh, umbilical cord. Um, and so, um, yeah, we get a lot of calls on that. So that's the first I heard of it. Is, is when I told you yesterday, someone had, had sent me the article, and, uh, and I said, wow, you know, uh, that's, that's a pretty amazing story. I shared it with you guys, got a lot of calls. So I'm driving home uh, uh, yesterday after the show, and, and what's on the radio? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was listening to Fox Business, which is what I normally listen to. I'm listening to Fox Business. What's on the radio? A commercial for a lawsuit for... Tylenol and autism, right? And so I just I just did a quick, like, 10-second Google search this morning, and all kinds of sites are coming up, right? These these parasite attorneys, this is what happens. Not all, now, let me just make us, let me walk that back. Not all attorneys are parasites, but I think a lot of the injury ones are. And so there's a, apparently there's like a clearinghouse, it's called Action Matters. All these attorneys around the country pay pay for this service, and then you fill out the form, and, and then depending on what your location is, they're going to direct that to an attorney that participates in this program and see if you qualify for, to get in the class action suit against the, you know, I, I guess not just only Tylenol, um, it, it, other brands of, uh, of acephetamine also would be uh, uh, eligible for that. So, um Anyway, I just, it's so weird. First time I heard it was, was when I got the article. First time I shared it with you was yesterday. And then I hear a commercial for the lawsuit on the radio. So that was, uh, yikes. Of course, when I'm not listening to Fox Business, of course I'm listening to WTIC, News Talk 1080. But it was a little bit of a break time for me.
And um, um, that's why that happened. Okay, amens are coming in. Thank you very much. We've got a couple of good guests scheduled for today. Uh, 10.05, Don Pesci from uh, uh, the curator of uh, uh, Red Notes of Blue State. And then uh, our regular Thursday guest would be um, Jazz Shaw. And, and Jazz always has great stuff to talk about. So uh, in the meantime, we're happy to take your calls, 860-522-9842. Big primary on thir- uh, Tuesday next week. Don't miss out. Let's go to Joe in Cheshire. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Will. I'll try to be brief. I want a lot of calls to get into uh I defy any liberal to call this program, and especially your program, and be better than me on this issue and be more pro-women on the subject of abortion. Number one, I won't block an entrance to an abortion clinic, so I guess in some ways I'm for choice. Number two, I give to Birthright, which doesn't preach. They just give free stuff away, which I pay for, by the way. Everywhere I've lived, and it's been many places, I, me, I, find an OBGYN for the women in my family, sometimes two hours away, that won't tell them they care about women, they're pro-life and believe what they believe, and then head into the next exam room to give meds with serious side effects or alter their nature, breast cancer, anyone out there? And uh, Mm. by the way, I don't dislike Lamont or Themis at all. I just, I don't dislike them. You know, anyway, we're all flawed human beings. But anyway, number four, Anyone who poo-poos the post-abortion study in New Zealand of post-abortion women with suicide addiction, cutting, domestic abuse is a fool. And I would just advise them that even Advil and politicians have side effects like uh, acid reflux, for example. And and finally, as for faith, we're going to end up either being a good thief or a bad thief at the end of this life because we're not going to be the one in the middle. Uh, I'll even get a bonus. I, but Pastor Will, I'm But you know, you say that, Joe. Point. But the problem, you know, you just said that about the thing, right? I know exactly what you're talking about. But our culture is so biblically illiterate. I would, I would hazard to guess, less than twenty percent of the people listening right now would have any idea what you're talking about. Good thief, bad thief. Well, then I'll put it in more simple terms, then, because I am going because just because I'm making this call right now, yeah, I'm going to be in a Bora Bora like place at the end of this life. And Aquinas said, by the way, and I know there's not a lot of there's a lot of uneducated Catholics out there. Believe me, for evil to exist, it needs a parasitical relationship with good. It needs a host, just like yeah. a Connecticut, just like a Connecticut tick does. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, they, I was really, really hoping and praying that we would elevate the discussion uh, after the the Roe decision and be really pro-women, really care about women. Yeah. And again, I defy any liberal to call this program this morning yeah. and be better than me on this issue, because my, all the OBGYN uh, doctors and the women in my family thank me for the research that I do. And uh, and no, I'm sorry, they're not going to be used as receptacles for, you know, uh, Pfizer treatments and all that other stuff. Uh, we, we, we like the way the women were made in our family. So uh, we think God sort of handled it pretty well. And by the way, just finally, (laughs) the human body is so amazing that the pituitary gland, which distributes chemicals around the body, is like a Walgreens. It's so impressive, you know? So, uh, you know, I I really hope it's wake-up call for some of the people out there. Again, I I really don't dislike Lamont. and I don't don't dislike him at all. I just don't agree with his policies. And I don't dislike Themis. I, in fact, I, Themis, kind of like, I, I actually kind of like the fact that she tells you the truth 
and what she believes to your face. I, well, I you know, and that. honestly, honestly and truly, uh, you know, of the three candidates, I think there's two very, very consistent ones. One is Themis, one is Peter Lamage. The third one, whose name escapes me, has been a flip-flopper for years. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I don't have any interest in that at all. Well, Joe, listen, you thank, thank you for your call. You're, you're, you're challenging us. Appreciate all your points. You're, 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 it's, hard, it's hard to make an argument against you for, for the good points that you bring, Joe. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, going to take a break. Quick commercial. Come back. Open phone lines. 860-522-9842. Download the free Odyssey app and like WTIC today. Then listen anywhere, anytime. All right, welcome back. I read you the story you shared at the very end of the show yesterday. I shared a story about the, uh, you know, the fact that Connecticut's a blue state. There's no getting away from it. And the very left-leaning 538 group, a Democrat polling group, uh, says that in Connecticut, a number of races they think are settled, first, second, third, uh, first, third, and fourth districts virtually guaranteed to be Democrat. But the fifth district, which has in the past been center-right, the 5th District is now, um, um, well, it's kind of up for grabs. And so that's uh, the race against the uh, Democrat Congresswoman Johanna Hayes and uh, former state senator, really good guy, George Logan. And so that's uh, that's a race that could be an upset, and Logan could end up going to Congress, which we would be so blessed if that happened. We're trying to get trying to get George on the show tomorrow. Want you to hear from him? Uh, Going to have Themis Claritus on tomorrow. Going to have Peter Lamage on Monday, and then the primary is uh, is Tuesday. May the best candidate win. Like I said, I'll support. I I will support whoever is running as a Republican once they officially get the nomination. Uh, I, I, any, in my mind, almost any Republican would be better than the vast majority of Democrats that we're dealing with here in the state. But that's just my opinion. Um, you can tell it's an election year because we have new COVID guidelines for schools. And the basic guideline is this is from uh, ctnewsjunkie.com. The basic guideline is. They're going to allow children with minor symptoms to attend school uh, wearing masks, just the kids that are sick, uh, no fevers allowed. And that's, that's common. Don't, you, know, you shouldn't go to work with a fever. You shouldn't go to school with a fever. I mean, that, that's like a no-brainer. Um, but if, if you've got minor symptoms, you know, sneezing, coughing, and so on and so forth, um, Negative test on COVID, then send them to school, have them wear a mask. Uh, I, I think that's a good compromise. I don't think it's a bad – the whole mask wearing thing is not a bad thing, particularly if you're going to be in an environment and you, and, you, and you do have a cold if you're sick. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, I was, I was on a plane coming home the other night, and somebody was behind me, and they're like, <coughs> <coughs> and I'm like, gosh, what the heck? And you know, no mask. And you know, and I, I'm not a, I'm not a big mask guy. You know, I mean, I was very compliant through the whole thing. I did it, but 
All right. Well, um, we'll talk more about this as we get back. Stay with us. Uh, commercial news. Your calls, 860-522-9842, right here on the Thursday edition of the Wilmarotti Show, WTIC News Talk 1080. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Take us with you this summer and stay informed. Listen wherever you are on the Odyssey app. WTIC News Talk 1080. Welcome back, everybody. 937. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of surprises with the, uh, with the, the certainly the primary, the Republican Senate primary. I, I, Fully don't think there be. I mean, it could be. Could be. You never know. You never know. It could uh, things could change, right? Um, but I'll tell you what's going to be important. And I mentioned this yesterday. What's going to be important is uh, if if the Republicans don't gain control of the House and the Senate, with as bad as the country is and as messed up as we are, um, you really have to start wondering if we still have honest and fair elections. And and if we and, and, and what are the, what are the ramifications of that consideration? Does that mean that we can't trust what's going on with our elections? Does that mean? I mean, what does that mean? I mean, I mean, I think that is that is that the end of the country as as a, as a republic as as a free and and uh, democratic society? I say society being democratic, not the government being democratic, because the government we don't have a democracy. Um, I don't know. I, I think those are questions that have to be looked at carefully. And I and I just hope, I just hope that the Republicans have been able to uh, locally and state by state and town be able to put enough people on the ground to make sure these things are going to be looked at, examined, challenged if necessary. You know, I'm getting tired of these these things. Oh, they stopped counting the votes at 10 o'clock at night thing. How many stories you hear like that? Well, why? Why? Why are we? Why did we stop counting the votes? Why don't we just count until the votes are counted? I don't get it. Let's go to Avon and Tom. Tom, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, first, I'm, a, I'm familiar with the two robbers, and if anybody's interested, it's Matthew 27:38, verse 38. I knew I could count on you, Tom. <laughs> Now, the, uh, I called. Uh, people can wonder how Biden can mess things up so badly. <laughs> we have to remember that Biden's White House is 
full of Obama's people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they're, I, I, I contend that they're doing exactly what is intended to be done by Obama. And we have to remember that in wow. the end of October 2008, even before he was elected, mm-hmm. Obama said, we are going to fundamentally right. change America. Yes, I mentioned that yesterday. And if I haven't got that, that quote correct, uh, pull it up. Or, I no, it's, it's you're, you're, you're there. You're, that's basically what and he said. He had yeah. said sometime a few years earlier that, you know, it's going to take 10, 15 years mm-hmm. to change. So it's working exactly as they want it. Yes. So we have to remember to stop it. We have got to get at least Republicans running the federal government. If the locals want to live in a progressive or socialist state, in an individual state, so be it. But mm-hmm. the federal government has got to become a Republican stronghold to stop destruction of America. I I could not agree more. I think uh, we've got a very clear... You know what I'm surprised at, Tom? I'm surprised that the the progressive slash socialist slash communists were able to co-opt the Democrat Party so easily, so quickly, and, and advance their agenda so quickly from the time that Biden was elected until now. Was that surprising to you at all? Uh, not really. But, you know, uh, when Rush Limbaugh was on, people would call in and say, why don't we let the Democrats have their way so we can see how bad it's going to be? Mm-hmm. Well, we're seeing how bad it can be. <laughs> so the problem is, can we unbat it? Yeah. Well, you know, that, and, and I don't know if we can unbat it. I think we have to stop it first. Stop it first. It slowly returns back. But, you know, Ronald Reagan said if, if, if we lose it here, if we lose freedom here in America, exactly. there's nowhere else to run. There's nowhere else for people to go there's to. No you won't have if coming over the border will be stupid, and, and you won't have people trying to get from boats from Cuba to here. Uh, if we lose it here, it's all over. Yeah. So we better hope that we don't lose it, and we better put a stop to this nonsense. But I don't know what it's going to take because people are really, uh, people are really not in a, in a, I've, in a, good, I've, a good place. Not I've good always place voted Republican because I always anticipated this, and uh, I've always been de- uh, disappointed in the results I get from Republicans. Yeah, I, I, I am too. I'm, I'm a disappointed Republican, to say the least. Tom, thanks so much for your call. The fact is this has been going on for years. This is these warning signals have been have been trumpeted for years and we've ignored them. Oh, it could never happen here. There's no problem. And there's a lot of people out there who think everything's perfectly fine. There's 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 people in the progressive party that this this is good. What's happening? This is good that we're tearing down freedom. This is good that people won't own personal property. This is good that that religion is being destroyed in America. This is good. This is good. They love it. They just sit there, you know, wringing their hands. They're so happy that these things are taking place. Uh, I mean, that's a very dangerous part of our, our, our society, for sure. Let's go to Harlington and Gene. Gene, welcome to the show. Good morning, Pastor Will. How good are morning. you? Good morning. Good, good. First, I'd like to say amen. Thank you. 
And and I, I'm listening to you talking about the voting, and I, I'm a, a diehard Republican, and I have been for years. And and you know, we should seriously consider taking a step backwards. I think we should have never gone to this electronic voting machines. Mm. I do not trust the electronics. You <clears throat> up until eight o'clock at night, they close. And we, we register the votes, we, we, we analyze the machines, count the votes, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you unfortunately, know, those days are over. I do, I do think, though. Too many things happen. Gene, I think, you know, we, we talk about the, the liabilities of the digital world, uh, electronic world, but I, I think on balance, I mean, really, I, I think our world is better off because we have this stuff. But there are certain well, areas certain that just need, I mean, listen, banking has to be ultra controlled and watched because people are trying to hack systems all the time. Defense has to be, at, you know, watched constantly monitor people trying. Well, the voting, if there's anything, there's nothing really in this country more important as in terms of a system than voting. And it needs to be guarded carefully and protected. And I, I, I don't think it the is. the trouble they've had in other countries with this. Yeah. But they have country. They have problems in the country where you put your thumbprint on a ballot too. I mean, you know that they have problems in Pakistan too. You know, so it's it's not. Well, this it, is it, true, it's, it's but not I the, just don't trust the electronics. Yeah, Look at I, the identity theft we I, have. I hear you, and 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 crooks are smart, hackers particularly. But I I, I still think it's a workable system. But Gene, Which, thank you for calling. I appreciate. it. Uh, let's go to the center of the universe, Waterbury and Bob. Bob, go ahead. Hi, Pastor. never talked to you before, but I've listened to your show plenty of times. First time caller. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Um, uh, this uh, communist thing has been started a long time ago. Yes, it um, has. Karl Marx and all that stuff they say you start in the schools. So we, we had some teachers, and then they infiltrate our schools. Now, 30 years later, we have people graduating from college which is like 25, 30 years later, and they're the same uh, cloth. You know, so this is not, this didn't happen with Obama. This yeah. was happening a long time ago. Yes. They have nothing but time on their hands to change our way of thinking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That no, I, I, uh, I totally agree. Uh, this is, and as I said, this, 60 years ago, they were warning about a communist, eventual communist takeover in this country. And, and uh, said, what are you talking about? Right. People, you know, you, and, and even today, even today, there's people because they're not informed. Maybe they're naive. You talk about this stuff. They look at you like, oh, come on. You're not serious. Yeah, I'm very serious. And people who study this are very serious. And the fact of the matter is we have a very dangerous cancer-like entity within this country that wants to topple the country the way that we've lived for the last 200 and I don't years. know if it's as bad in the country as it is in Connecticut. We are so democratic in Connecticut that, um, I mean, they drive buses around with pizzas on to bring college kids to vote. Well, uh, and that, it's they, not just I, Connecticut, I, I, Bob, but it's it's California, it's New oh, York, yeah, it's well, it's yeah. all over the country, but it's global. I mean, I like people and everything, but California should just slide into the ocean. That would be the start. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> Bob, maybe we'll at least let them secede into their own country. Bob, thanks for your call. We're going to take a couple of commercial breaks here, and then we'll be back. More calls, 
Uh, quite a bit the last couple of years about uh, microgrids. Um, I think um, because there's such a, oh my gosh, uh, diverse conversation about what kind of power we should use. Um, I mean, certainly the culture's pushing harder and harder toward, you know, electric. Well, you have to generate it somehow, right? You have to, uh, if you, if you can have an electric car, you still have to charge the car. You have to generate the electricity. And I think it's, again, I think it's a fallacy to believe that we're going to come off fossil fuel within, you know, how many, eight years, 20 miles, we're going to be completely going away from fossil fuel in 2030. I think that's a fairy tale. Um, one of the things I'm really concerned about with energy is the, our grid, our aging grid. We talk about it all the time. And I told you about the story last week where, or the week before where, uh, Eversource wants to, um, in Reading, Connecticut, wants to pull some trees down, wants to put a lot of the wiring underground. I think great idea. Lots of times, you know, we, we get snow, we get ice, we get wind, and, you know, trees, limbs, trees fall on, on lines, knocks power out, so on and so forth. Of course, people are, oh, no, 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 we don't you cutting our trees down. Well, you know, you got to give somewhere. You got to have some kind of compromise uh, because the, the grid is aging. It's old. Now, here's a story. Uh, this is coming out of Stanford. This is from the Kinetic Examiner. Um, telephone poles. You know, the poles are, uh, in a lot of cases, are old. Uh, they're, they're very uh, weathered. Uh, and they start getting, you know, fragile. And sometimes it doesn't take a whole lot to knock a pole down. Certainly a car hitting a pole, well, you would knock it down. So, um a lot of cities are going through, you know, this aging utility pole problem and, and trying to get them replaced. And now, uh, you know, back in the day, the, the poles were, uh, you know, our poles, at least in Connecticut, a lot of you'll see tags on them for AT&T, right? And, and it was communication companies that, that it had the poles Um uh, and then we're able to, you know, put their equipment on there besides lighting. But now um, our, our illustrious public utilities regulatory authority, Pura, announced a new procedure, which is requiring compliance by the utility companies. That may here be Eversource and United Illuminating. Um, in terms of taking care of the poles and replacing the poles, when necessary, um, they want to start, start kind of switching that to companies, uh, other other kinds of companies besides Eversource. Um, last year, Eversource, Verizon, Frontier, and UI re replaced more than 580 poles that were deteriorating, unsafe, or in immediate danger. Uh, Connecticut's got almost 900,000 utility poles. Well, who's going to be responsible for for replacing those? Who's going to be responsible for maintaining, keeping, you know, if they fixing them, if they can be repaired, right? Uh, 
that's a it's a big battle. And um, you know whether whether you're going to have just a couple companies be responsible, or, but see that's the that's the beauty of the microgrids, because in a microgrid system, where a town, a city, a region, regional kind of thing, would be responsible for both generating and distributing their own electricity. Uh, they would have to have, again, I don't know if this would be a lease. I don't know how this would work, but they would have to be responsible for their section of the grid. And so if it was a poll in Stanford, well, Stanford would have to take care of that. Stanford utility company. After all, they're producing electricity. Again, we've got a number of towns in Connecticut that have their own electric company, their own utility company. Citizens pay the rates, pay to that company. Out of that come all, comes all the repair, utilities, maintenance, power generation in many cases. Uh, I, I think microgrids are a tremendous answer. I'm going to get a guest on from a, uh, a microgrid think tank. And uh, I, I really feel like this is, this is a way to both um, reduce the cost I mean, in the long term, obviously, there's a lot of upfront costs for communities to be able to build and install the plants. I get that. But long term, I think it's a much better way to, to uh, deliver energy to customers. I think it's a much, much better way to protect the grid. Uh, and, and you're not going to have these massive, you know, remember, you, you, you're probably, maybe you're old enough to remember these massive blackouts that, that we've had up here. Certainly, California goes through constantly, other states in the West Coast, rolling blackouts where entire sections of states are, are reduced or, or sometimes darkened. Um, that, would really, that would really trim this. We would really save a lot. And, and however you want to generate, I don't care what you want to do. You want to put up, you know, you want to put up uh, the uh, generators, windmills, I don't care. It's up to the it's up to the community, the town, the city, the the, the region, whatever group it is. It's up to them to decide. Well, put nuclear. I don't care. I mean, but it, it just seems like this system is so antiquated. It's just not going to last. It's not going to hold up. So I just I just feel like microgrids is a good uh, is is a good possible solution, and we're going to get somebody on. I'm hoping next week to talk about uh, more about microgrids. Somebody that really knows and understands microgrids more than I do. I just have a, a cursory understanding of it. And I've talked to a lot of people about it who are in the in the power generation industry and they're they're kind of doubtful. They think it, it it's it'd be difficult. And and really the, the transmission is the problem, the lines. Well they're gonna have to lease the lines from Eversource. Or whomever the, the utility company is in their area, I guess. That's gonna be they're gonna have to lease and maintain those lines. But they're gonna get the profit of it. They're gonna they're gonna get all those Houses, businesses, all those customers will be paying them the, the, the electric fee, not, not Eversource. Eversource would get the, you know, I, oh, I know Eversource is going crazy right now. Well, how are we going to make money? I don't know. You've been making money all kinds of ways for so many years. I'm sure you can be adaptive. <laughs> all right, we'll take a break here. Commercial news, we'll be back. And uh, Don Pesci joining us at 10.05. Stay with us. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.